0: It's the Bogus Summer of Pilots. (laughs) Hey, hey there, Bogus listeners. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Forever Bogus Podcast. And it's me, your Bogus host that knows the most, B-Boy Bogus Bryce. The Bogus boys are on their summer hiatus, brewing up some righteous topics and ideas for the next season of the Bogus Cast. So if you have been listening to us this summer, you know that we are currently in the Summer are you a tape head collect a bunch of vhs tapes well we have a sweet treat lined up for you on today's episode i'm so excited that i finally get to share one of my favorite podcasts i've ever worked on outside of the forever bogus podcast and this little podcast is called tape stuck this was a passion project that eli from magnetic magic rentals and i was putting together way back in 2015. We used to hang out every Sunday and get loaded up on that junk food, and then we watch a stack of VHS tapes that we recently found in the wild. These Sunday hangs eventually turned into a weekly podcast that was released on the Howdy Network, which in turn eventually led to a monthly VHS screening that we hosted at a local theater here in Kansas City called Analog Sundays. Tape Stuck, the podcast, unfortunately fizzled away after about four or five episodes, but Analog Sundays is still going strong to this day. So if you want to learn more about Analog Sundays, find us on Facebook, and you'll see all the upcoming analog screenings. So, Tapestuck. Where do I even begin with Tapestuck? Well, let's start with the name. How about that? During this time that Eli and I would hang out every Sunday, I had some weird curse that I was stricken with. I would go through like six or seven different VCRs in a month span. Every time I'd get a VCR from the thrift store and bring it home and pop in a tape, the tape would always get stuck. So this became a joke between Eli and I, and the name, well, Stuck. We were wanting to cover new releases from current distribution companies, the hot gossip that was happening in the VHS community, and even bring on some collectors to discuss their own collection and their love for the medium. As I mentioned before, Tape Stuck only lasted about four or five episodes, and needless to say, I was pretty bummed out that I had to stop the show. But, without further ado, let's dust off all of our VCRs. Hope that they still work, hope you don't get any Tape Stuck in there, and let's press play on the pilot episode of Tape Stuck. On behalf of the motion picture industry, Welcome to the world of home video entertainment. What's
1: up, analog fanatics? Welcome to the first episode of Tape Stuck. I'm here with Bryce Shoemaker. Howdy, howdy. Myself,
2: Elijah Lafollets. Yeah, this is a brand new podcast that's underneath the Forever Bogus channel now under the Boom Howdy Network. And in this podcast, we're going to be focusing on specifically VHS and all the goodness that was released (laughs) on that format.
1: Tracking is adjusted. Let's get this episode
2: rolling.
0: Each episode is going to have a
2: different segment of this part. But for this episode, we're going to do a top five. And this is going to be our top five movies we wish where we're released on VHS. Mm. So anything after 2006, because that was the, the year that... History of Violence. History of Violence was released, and that yep. was the last U.S. release for that format. Yep. So I want to start over here with you. You do your five. I'll do my 5 and I'm gonna go down from there. We'll, do, okay. we'll pass it off.
1: Ah, oh, sweet. Um, number five right now is... Um, it's actually a more recent film mm-hmm. that just drops, but I mean... I've seen other people talking about it online and it's I agree it would just be perfect for VHS is We Are Still Here oh yes I
2: haven't even watched that yet but from what you've told me I'm just like why wasn't this released because it sounds like it has a lot of it's like a callback to the 80s it's like
1: it's pretty much it got compared to House of the Devil in that way and it's I would say yeah it stands up just as well Mm because it's just Uh, you know it's perfect it has just the amount of drama the amount of cheese and gore and the grain that really holds up that that 80's feel to it so I, I mean I would recommend it to anyone and you know Pinkers crossed, Uh maybe it will get on VHS. That would be awesome.
2: (laughs) I would be pumped about that. And then then I will not even have to worry about watching it until I get it on VHS. Yeah, better. Yeah. Put that in the VCR. (laughs) So, what do you got? Start us off with your five. (laughs) Ooh, um, They are a lot. (laughs) There's a lot. There's a lot of horror that came out between 2006 and now. Absolutely. That I I wish were released. On VHS, uh-huh. um, one of them that that instantly came to mind when I thought of this top five was the two Grindhouse flicks. Oh um, yeah, 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 that Death, makes sense. Yeah, Death Proof and uh, Planet Terror. Definitely wish those were released on VHS. I mean, they, they could even be like kind of a Titanic like slipcase for it, where it had two tapes that go
1: into. it. Oh yeah, dude, that's <laughs> that, that would be so cool. That would be absolutely perfect. If I saw that, I would grab that immediately. <laughs> Me so too. Maybe someone could. <laughs> Keep their ears open to listen to this podcast and think about that. Maybe we'll see. (laughs) All
2: right, what's your number four?
1: So for number four, this film was had a lot of dispute around it. Um, It wasn't widely appreciated, Mm -hmm. and but I think on the VHS format, it would be perfect. And that is Lords of Salem by Rob Zombie. Rob Zombie flick, yeah. And I mean, personally, I really like Rob Zombie's original movies, um, but Lords of Salem. Kind of the same thing. It's just over the top, cheesy. It would, it would bode well on mm-hmm. the VHS format, especially with the big old like Grindhouse big box. Oh or something yeah, like that. yeah. It would be absolutely perfect, I think.
2: And I never actually watched that yet because it had such a bad reception to it. And I yeah. mean. <sighs> Rob Zombie in general has a bad rep. I feel like, yeah, because he, he he keeps touching on like very Tetris grounds, you know, doing Halloween remakes and stuff like that. It's yeah, just, he's. I
1: mean, I would say he's bold for that, yeah. and even though I didn't really dig his remakes at all mm-hmm. like at all <laughs> but <laughs> <Me neither. laughs> um, he's, he's bold for doing that and I think that if anybody else tried to do it they just wouldn't be able to stand up as well as he did even though I don't appreciate
2: it you're so, probably right yeah. but I mean I did really enjoy like uh, House of a Thousand Corpses oh dude I watch it like three
1: times a month at least it's, I was HOTUS for Halloween for two years like <laughs> oh, I love it
2: But yeah, he's, I, I appreciate him because he's the one that kind of got me back into horror. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because as soon as I watched uh, House of Thousand Corpses and I realized that The Devil's Rejects was a sequel to it, that's when I was like, oh, yeah, okay. I want to find more films kind of like this. It's like funny and cheesy, but at the same time like gory as fuck and like just twisted. I want that. And then I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So for that, thank you, Rob Zombie. Thank you, Rob Zombie. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, my number four is a film that came out last year and there was a rumor going around that it was going to be released on vhs and it mm-hmm. may be i'm not for sure i haven't done dug that deep into it yet but okay wolf cop oh yes yes oh man <laughs> and I talk really, about grindhouse yeah. i know <laughs> and this all you know started as as a kickstarter kind of like a, a fan produced film and wow like what what a great flick it was just so enjoyable to watch them from beginning to end it had so many cool like callbacks and and like it it does it almost does feel like a grindhouse movie oh
1: no absolutely it's it's right in vain with the uh the crazy just outlandish films from back in the day (laughs) yes yeah it takes it takes a certain kind of director to get that (laughs) and it's just it it landed perfectly with oh yeah
2: absolutely it it stuck it pretty well. Oh, and yeah. on, on top of that, if it was released on VHS, that just makes that movie that much better. Oh, yeah. The, <laughs> all, the, all the tracking lines just coming Ooh, down through while yes. his wolf stick pops out. Yeah. Like. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you're number three.
1: All right, so my number three is... It's going to veer towards... I, I noticed kind of a theme we got going here. Yeah. Um, I kind of like the... Uh, more straight lined horror and uh-huh. you're attaching to the action grindhouse. So I'm gonna dig down for the gore horror here Uh-oh. and bring out that I wish a Serbian film <laughs> released <laughs> oh, on VHS. And I feel like <laughs> I feel like it would be one of those bootlegged, passed mm. around, not talked about ones. <laughs> but if that was, I would absolutely have to have that because I I that movie got so much like hype of uh-huh. from all different areas, but personally, I thought it was awesome. It was really well made, and yeah, it was very controversial. Mm-hmm. But in the realm of those types of movies, it was just spot on. I'm surprised that we have not
2: came along a bootleg of that. Yeah, or, or I somebody talking about they like they own a bootleg of that.
1: Yeah, I would be surprised, and I mean, from the things that we've come across in uh-huh. the or the area of that that gore stuff, um, I think there's probably more intense things we've seen sure. so maybe people pass that up because this is more this is a much larger budget yeah but you know i'm same. i'm still surprised
2: we haven't run across that <laughs> um my number three here it becomes harder when we get closer to number one mm-hmm. <laughs> um and it's actually a recent film still in theaters but I really wanted to see it on VHS because the other three before it were released on VHS. Yep, I'm I'm picking up what you're putting down. Mad Max Fury Road. Yes. And if you have not seen this yet, what the fuck's your problem? (laughs) Seriously, what are you doing with your life? (laughs) Yeah, you need to go out and see it as soon as possible if you have not. And honestly, I would spend money to go see it again.
1: Oh, I have. It's. I've seen it three times now. I took you, or oh, no, I took um, my brother, and then I took my dad to go see it. Oh, nice! And yeah, and then I saw it <laughs> an opening night myself. So.
2: Oh man, and to, to have that be alongside of all the other Mad Max that oh, it'd I be own, beautiful man. Oh, I would love. I would. That's just eye candy right there. Especially
1: if they got some artist that did the other two with uh-huh. the painted, hand-painted Ooh. covers, but Fury Road style. I love
2: that. <laughs> oh man that would be so rad maybe ho- hopefully someday hopefully, again, fingers, fingers crossed, crossed fingers crossed yes. you're number two
1: so number two here and i'm sure everybody can agree because yeah. i know you have this as number two as well Uh
2: hobo with a shotgun yes <laughs> oh man how
1: can you not have
2: that on vhs <sighs> if if somebody released that in like a big like a, on a big box or something, yeah, I would just blow my mind, man. Oh, I would no, cream the, I, myself. I'd
1: like throw my wallet at them.
0: Yes, <laughs> take my money, please.
1: <laughs> it's, oh man, I can't imagine. And I'm still on the lookout because I know that they released um, promotion wise. They did a comic, really? Yeah, just a one shot comic. Huh, I didn't and know that. It was sold out of. Uh, I forget the uh, comic shop it was a little comic shop they have a website online uh-huh. and I've been trying to contact them for the past year trying to get a hold of one and Ooh. I still haven't yet but.
2: How, did, have you like went online to see the art or anything like I've, that I've
1: seen the cover I found okay. the cover of it yeah
2: is it pretty rad looking it or is it, is it the same cover as no
1: the... it's different it looks oh. rad <laughs> oh man I'm
2: going to have to go look I'm gonna have to go google that or something yes. now uh, but yeah it's definitely my number two for, for multiple reasons um, of course it is a grindhouse flick uh uh-huh definitely and it's a canadian flick and it has ricky from trailer park boys at the beginning yes. of it so like i instantly fell in love with it but man whoever worked on that whoever got the crew together to work on that was just phenomenal I,
1: I think they probably just read them the premise like three is <laughs> a synopsis and then the crew's just like yeah dude i'm, I'm down in. i'm, I'm, I'm down. so down yeah
2: because, like, all the costume work on it, especially those, like, uh, berserk guys. Oh, yeah. With, like, the... the- huge metal head yeah. yeah the helmet and everything it just looks so rad and like the gore is just over the top it's just crazy and like i, I was a fucked up kid i'm sure you were too oh. i would love watching bum fights <laughs> with my friends and it's so bad to think about that now because no, it's just like why did this it's happen it's so
1: funny you mentioned that because that was one of the first things i thought of <laughs> was because he looked rucker Howard looks like one of the dudes he, from bum fights yes like, and, then,
2: and then you see those two guys who are literally paying Bums to fight each yeah, other. And it just, you know, you eat glass or, yeah, it was just wild. He, and I'm like, they had,
1: they had to be catering to us fucked up kids that watch <laughs> that shit, man. Like.
2: Yeah. <laughs> And like even there's parts in that movie that make me kind of cringe too. Oh yeah, and like kind of like some you know good classic '80s like B movies that, but the gore and the special effects were on point. Oh yeah, same way with Hobo with the Shotgun. I agree. Especially I agree the part where the guy goes in there with the flamethrower on a school bus and goes he just torches shit.
1: the fucking kids. Like it. it
2: it seems so you, fucked up i'm, sm- I'm you, smiling right but at like the same time i'm like cringing you don't
1: even get a minute to go is he gonna and then yeah. just Ooh,
2: <laughs> like yeah. holy shit he did it <laughs> but yeah definitely my number two i agree
1: man number two all the way. so
2: we're here with your number one
1: all right so this is gonna dig down to my roots of horror uh-huh. and my love of even the format and i'm surprised no one did this yet um but releasing the Poughkeepsie tapes oh, on VHS. Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised nobody just, has even
2: thought about that. It
1: makes sense. Yeah, well, of
2: course, because they're all shot. Yeah, they're
1: shot on video. Yep. And I just, you know, if I could find that and watch it on the format that it's intended to be on, it would just, I mean, it'd be perfect, man.
0: I don't think
2: you maybe might not notice that much of a difference. Maybe like, because, no. I mean, of course, they probably kind of pumped it up a little bit to make it more high quality. Yeah. So it'd be released on, you know, Blu-ray or DVD, but... You,
1: you can tell, though. They did shoot it on analog. And, and
2: exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. And so I'm definitely surprised I did not release that or even thought about releasing that on VHS. And it's
1: just, it's such a good, like, I guess I would call it a shock film, mm-hmm. a sh- shockumentary maybe, but there you go. It's, uh, it's, it's such a good blend of creepy with a little bit of fucked up mm-hmm. and it makes you just kind of put you on the edge of your seat when you walk home. Like I know they, they showed it at Panic Fest this past year. Oh wow I didn't And know the people, yeah the people that walked home from that like they're just kind of freaked out. That's the yeah, one that stuck with them. That would be too and that came out like what four or five years ago something like that
2: something like that yeah but i i agree because it it feels very realistic yeah and like it, it is it does have that shock factor in it but it also does kind of give you some insight of how those people are
1: yeah it's just a very interesting well-built film
2: absolutely so what do you got what do you got for number Ooh, one my number one <laughs> came out and i mean it's this short film has been hyped up for a while and this film is kung fury oh man <laughs> <laughs> wow like a definite 80s callback for any like fan of that era any anything close
1: to the genre yes. it's just it has everything
2: and i recently found out about this and this was just a couple of days ago i already made my list and everything and yep. then i read this and i'm like hmm i wonder if there were Reading my mind. Are you me right now? (laughs) What's going on here? But they are releasing Kung Fury on on VHS. VHS. Yes, Yes.
0: it's a limited
2: release, but I'm gonna get my hands on a copy of it.
1: Everybody has to keep an eye out. It's oh man, it's it's gonna be great.
2: I know, and I and I can't wait. And I actually want to spend the rest of this episode talking about our thoughts, um, kind of a small retrospect of fury Mm, you cool with that (laughs) you got some time you know you think i think maybe between (laughs) tapes we can see what we can do okay okay
1: (laughs)
0: cool romance is in the air on barbara mandrell (laughs) and the mandrell (laughs) Sisters (laughs) valentine show
2: so what's your like immediate Thoughts when you first started watching Cold Fury. I mean, it was just visual overload
1: in the best way possible, (laughs) and it's it's very uh, very Astron Six in style. Definitely, and I think that that style of uh, filming with the green screens, Mm -hmm. but just using like not trying to make the green screen look real having it to your advantage that it looks so fake yeah is coming it's, it's it's coming more and more into style since Astron six came around definitely and um <laughs> i just i i mean like it's it's so much and there's just so much 80s it's just drenched yes. in 80s and analog and oh my god everything it's just like the perfect homage to Anything you could possibly it is. think of,
2: it's a perfect blend too. Because there's not a whole lot of practical effects in this. Like, like you said, and, and I actually mistook it as an Astron Six film at the yeah. beginning. I was like, oh wow, I didn't realize Astron Six released this. Right. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's definitely not. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> and because uh, they do, they 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 use their green screen to their advantage, and like to make it super super cheesy, absolutely. And like all the effects they use, almost. Oh looks like it's really shitty like late 90s like beginning of cgi effects yeah yeah. and like like i said there's not a whole lot of practical effects in it but still they make it work so well Uh, it it definitely feels like it did came out of the 80s yeah they
1: blew it right out of the water man Mm -hmm. i I can't even I, I have no qualms with it. There's nothing no. bad to say about it.
2: Absolutely <laughs> not. And I, I love it when, like, uh, the beginning of the movie, it, it does feel like it's a beginning of an action flick that came straight out of the 80s. Yeah. And then you get that first fight scene with the arcade machine, uh-huh. and then, like, the tracking's all fucked up, and then, like, you're getting pieces and it are comes cut back off. And, and then, yeah. like, I love that. And, no, it's and,
1: perfect. And, and like, I mean, like, uh, initially, I was kind of like, oh, man, that's a lot of, like, over. Overlay for the tracking and yeah. stuff, but like when you see that it comes back and it's supposed to be so much that you miss parts <laughs> of it, I'm like, damn it! Like that's fucking perfect. I love it.
2: <laughs> it is perfect, it is. and like it definitely is a kind of an homage to the '80s, and it's kind of like uh, an homage to those who are collecting VHS, who are still infatuated with that format.
1: Oh, absolutely! I definitely agree on that.
2: And even yeah. though it is all digital. They did so well with the you know the post um, editing and filters and everything else to put over it to make it feel like it was released on something that was analog.
1: Definitely, and I mean I can still uh, tell now from been from having been shoot, shooting on analog mm-hmm. versus the overlay effects in post production of analog. You can definitely tell the difference, mm-hmm. but I mean it's not bad because that's what they were going for is to throw it in your goddamn face that this is analog
2: and it's from the (laughs) 80s like so like if you barely forget that, that <laughs> this could have been shot on analog, boom, like right back, in, like it's just a sucker punch yeah, straight just back right into your in face. your damn throat, man. Like. <laughs> and even like the, the music had like really weird sounding, like the track, it was fucked up with it a little yeah, bit Yeah, it, it
1: went in and out like on a yeah. wave. Yeah, and I,
2: and I love that. I mean, I, I'm sure people who aren't used to that format probably wouldn't catch that. No. But like we sure did. Oh, yeah. And it just like made me smile. It made me like cheese so hard and like actually the entire fucking thing. I was going to say that, that, that I
1: didn't stop. Stop smiling, I was just like, Oh, it fucking hurt, man. It's like when you saw Mad Max, uh-huh. it was just, I couldn't couldn't get that damn smile off my face like you just couldn't stop there were so many times during the fucking the 30 minutes the full length of it that i was just saying god damn it like <laughs> either either god damn it they actually did this or god damn it this is awesome yeah. like just it kept continuously happening and-, <laughs>
2: <laughs> and there was one part i remember saying god damn it when this character kept on coming on screen and that was <laughs> triceracop, triceracop. <laughs> every time they get screen one- screen i was like god damn it <laughs> i kind of turned away and like i'm just cheesing so hard because i love it <laughs> oh man and they had so many awesome memorable characters even though they weren't on screen for a very long portion of time what are some of your favorite characters
1: i mean i i gotta go with Triceratop definitely mm-hmm. and then just the main actor because it's just it's well in the in the range of all the actors uh-huh. it's like Thirty movies from the eighties packed into one <laughs> into specific one, yeah. character, yeah. <laughs> but just different areas is just it was crazy. But yeah, I dude, you can't beat that main character. He was no. just so over the top, like Rambo style, crazy street fighter. Like, oh yeah, I just <laughs> I can't, I can't, I just can't. Like it's just crazy.
2: Yeah, he was like straight, almost like Keanu Reeves. Yeah, along with like Rocky, almost any like Stallone there's like some elements of like Karate Kid oh yeah there's some elements it's just every single great like almost cheesy uh, main character you can think of was just smashed smashed into one one. and that guy played that character so well he did (laughs) he absolutely did and the soundtrack I kind of touched up touched on that earlier but the soundtrack is completely phenomenal and like i don't i'm not exactly for sure who actually did it i don't know if it's just one person or more but holy shit yeah (laughs) and and like just like with the characters it's like all these great like elements and sounds and synth and and feelings and movements of different crazy kind of low budget 80s flicks were all smashed into one great soundtrack
1: absolutely man and the uh the main track uh, Hasselhoff that's what it is yeah yeah. Hasselhoff doing that and the music video for that (laughs) to follow the track was just oh my god man I can't even I can't believe it but (laughs) the the fact that he agreed to do that he probably cheesed as hard as he probably could like when he got asked to do it I'm
2: sure but Uh, because I remember it was an interview with uh, the guys over at uh, Laser Unicorn
1: yes Laser Unicorn
2: they had a lot of extra money that they made from the kickstarter and they wanted to make a music video of course for it and they it was kind of a shot in the dark I'm like, uh-huh. let's try to get David Hasselhoff <laughs> and see what he, see what he'll do and apparently David Hasselhoff watched like the first mm, i think 30 seconds of the trailer that was already out Yeah, he was like yep i'm on board let's do this <laughs> like when, when can we do this it's probably <laughs>
1: you know what it, it probably was is that his car was pretty much kit from Knight Rider and yeah. <laughs> he was just like I'm in I'm totally in <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. I'm back on the back on the Knight Rider kick <laughs> and it's cool because because um, you do have fans of the show who grew up grew up with you know David Hasselhoff and yeah. everything but now he's like Feeding off of that, like he realizes that his characters were super cheesy and like over the top, and so his performances and other stuff like like this, like yeah. this is an homage to that era. So he, of course, he's going to be way over the top. Oh yeah, and he like like everybody else who was uh, included in this project was perfect, like just on point.
1: You can't <laughs> can't expect anything less from the Hoffman man. No,
2: no, <laughs> not not at all. <laughs> so what do you think about what's your thoughts about like the story development because it was rather short so it's kind of hard to cram all of that into that small portion
1: I st- I still think it was perfect because mm-hmm. it's um it it just it was so much visually and story wise thrown at you that mm-hmm. it was sh- sh- like short choppy cuts that just fucking hit you right in the face with the oh, yeah. storyline you're like oh fuck a dinosaur that talks it's like straight lays <laughs> oh shit there's hitler like yeah. what's going on <laughs> yeah no i i dug it totally and especially within the 30 30 minute window it mm-hmm. was pretty on point and i think longer than that it could have been drawn out into like crazy crazy proportions our mind couldn't even handle like
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're probably right that or like there will be parts that were just boring
1: true yeah there probably would have been a little bit more
2: of um like character dra- development. Dramatic, yeah, yeah character development some love story stuff mm-hmm. in there yeah and I, I actually personally agree with you like the story itself was actually really perfect and like it worked, the flow of it was perfect because of the, the time frame that they had for yeah. it and like even like kung fury's story and about how he was a cop and, and his partner got cut in half by this <laughs> yeah. guy and he found out <laughs> I that he was about <laughs> that. <laughs> and like you do get a lot of story and character development within those 30 minutes because you find yeah. out about Hitler and about how he, how his character developed and how he's time traveling and all the crazy shit.
1: Yeah, it was it was great. I mean, they just they didn't take any. They took all the pauses out basically yes. that would have been there there if it would have been like an hour and a half long. So they mm-hmm. just jumped right into everything, which you know is is pretty much a good thing. Because if it was like an hour and a half long, I think a lot less people would have watched it. Actually,
2: you're probably right. Yeah, or wouldn't have given it a chance.
1: Yeah because I mean, well, one well I guess you can upload it to YouTube it's an hour long but still yeah I would have had a lot less people interested in it because mm-hmm. you know 30 minutes versus an hour and a half people are like oh I watch it during work or something so
2: and I've watched it back to back to back to back almost like three or four times yeah. in one night in one setting because I watched it by myself and I'm like Yell to the next room for my brother to come in yeah, and watch this. Yeah, I, I
1: got to get someone to watch this. Yeah. Someone
2: needs to see this. <laughs> and then my buddy Skyler, who's also my roommate, as soon as he got home from work, I'm like, yo, come in here. You got 30 minutes? Sit down and you got to watch I this. I actually, I
1: brought it in to, I, it was already going around at Barkley because uh-huh. of Tim at Boom Howdy, but um, I brought it in to a couple of my designers on my creative team, and I was like, dude, you got to sit down. This is going to spur... Take a break. <laughs> this is going to spur so much inspiration yes. in you. You have to watch
2: this. Yes. And they did, and they loved it. And that actually has inspired me to really kind of go out and start shooting things for myself. I don't want to do anything like over the top like that or have that much special effects um, CGI-wise. Yeah. But... It has kind of inspired me to be like, you know what? It only takes a small idea to make a big thing.
1: Exactly. I mean, I'm sure their team wasn't too big, Mm-mm. given that most of that was special effects. But, mm-hmm. you know, we all we really need is a camera and a budget from working. And that's about that's it. it. Yeah, yeah. We can go shoot some stuff, man.
2: And, like, I, I actually kind of look forward to doing that because we have recently bought some... Uh, you know VHS camera recorders uh-huh. and stuff like that, and we do plan on recording some movies sometime we do, rather we soon. We do.
1: We're in the process of writing scripts. Yes, a couple of them actually. Yes, so.
2: so I'm pretty pumped about that, and I'm hoping to maybe talk more about that on the show when we get closer to actually filming it or releasing it. Yep. But for Kung Fury, how many big boxes out of five big boxes would you give this?
1: Kick. <laughs> Can I break, can I go to six, six out of five? (laughs) I mean, (laughs) it's, you know, it's, it's just top notch, man. Uh It's, it's going to be, it was great then. It's going to be great on VHS. I mean, I can't even imagine the artwork for that. It's just all around in anything, any way they decide if they carry that on into Mm -hmm. another realm, like a longer movie, uh, offshoots of it, something like that, you know, it's, Dude, five out of five,
2: for sure. (laughs) (laughs) And I really can't really argue with that. However, I want to give it a four out of five, Mm -hmm. mainly because I want to leave some room for something that they're going to do in the future. Because with this, I the possibilities are almost endless like i i, I can I, see that yeah, yeah like I, I could definitely see them coming out with something maybe even bigger than that or maybe even like a sequel to kung fury or something or maybe a full length maybe they can change it uh, the script a little bit to make it more of a full-length film and then i would definitely give it a five out of five
1: i think i agree with that right now standing alone by itself i would mm-hmm. definitely say five, five out of five but yes. with the prospect of that happening in the future
2: mm-hmm. i agree A four out four out of five big boxes yep awesome Well, that does conclude our very first episode of Tape Stuck. We both really appreciate you taking the time to listen to this, and we're going to be trying to release two episodes a week. However, we will have an hour-long, maybe a little bit more special when we bring on special guests to come in and talk about their collection or their label or stuff like that.
1: And I'm telling you guys, we got some good stuff lined up for this podcast, so you're definitely
2: going to want to listen in. That's right. So... For those who have a VCR and actually know how to program it, program your VCR at the same time later this week to catch another episode of Tape Stuck.
0: Thanks for listening to the Bogus Summer of Pilots. Tune in next week for more summer surprises. Stay bogus.